welcome to Lakers Carpool, part of the Basketball Podcast Network. My name is James Brooks. I'm your host. Thank you for joining me on today's episode. We had a little bit of car trouble on the way into work today, so we are at home recording today's episode. I'm so glad you're in and listening. Today we're going to talk a little bit about Legacy, the docuseries on Hulu about the Lakers, and we're going to talk about Patrick Beverly and the Lakers and what's going on around the team. Let's jump on into it. All right, so Legacy is out, and five episodes have dropped. We talked about the first three episodes. We kind of we ended up talking a little bit more about winning time and comparing Legacy to winning time and whatnot. But I mean, the first three episodes were just really a lot about the Showtime era and whatnot. The fourth episode, which came out last week, was mainly about. So it started off with Kareem retiring in the early '90s. And then ended with Magic Johnson retiring due to him testing positive for HIV, which was a pretty crazy episode. I mean, it's just so interesting looking back at that time. And again, I wasn't alive during that time, but just looking back at the footage of the time and whatnot and knowing just around that time just how big HIV and AIDS were and how testing positive for either was basically a death sentence or at least perceived to be a death sentence right you think about freddie mercury you think about easy e these people that you know caught or attracted contracted the virus and and end up passing away and whatnot and so everyone just thought that magic was was done for you know thought it was a death a death sentence for him himself included and just seeing him and his positivity around everything and whatnot was really encouraging and really really interesting and obviously him having to retire early is just a unfortunate I mean he had, he he had already achieved so much in his career that I feel like by the time he retired it wasn't like he had really missed out on anything but which which is good in that sense but I mean when any, anyone retires early due to an illness like that or something it's it's a uh, it's unfortunate so kind of like a sad episode honestly episode four between Kareem and his retirement and then Magic Johnson, obviously, and, and that whole storyline and everything. And then just seeing the changing of the Lakers, like the transition from the Showtime era to this weird this weird window in the Lakers in the 90s. Kind of similar. I mean, they were better in the 90s in this window, I think, than we saw the Lakers in the mid-2010s. like 2010s. But definitely an interesting window. And, and one that's interesting for me, and we'll, we'll jump into it a little bit more because they cover it more really in Episode 5 than Episode 4, but... I will say with episode four and Kareem, Kareem deserves to be in the conversation for the greatest of all time. And he's not, he's not enough. I think people just assume maybe, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Like the different eras, maybe between the Michael Jordan era and the LeBron and, and all that stuff. But Kareem deserves to be in the conversation. Like it's obvious. I mean, he's, he's the all time leading scorer for now, at least and he played forever he played for a long time I mean he was how old was he when he retired I mean he feel like he was in his late 30s for sure did he make it to 40 yeah he was 42 he retired at 42 I mean like we're, we, we see this with LeBron we're like oh we've never seen this happen before but Kareem did it Kareem played into into, into age 42 as a seven foot two guy I mean like his body was kind of breaking down a little bit by the time that he retired and everything but he Played into 42. The fact that Kareem is not more so in the GOAT conversation with LeBron and Michael Jordan is really honestly a shame. Like he, and 
watching this has really like reconfirmed this for me like that kareem is really one of the greatest to, to ever do it like he was unstoppable seven foot seven foot two that sky hook man like he was unstoppable and he were he was 42 when he retired you know like you don't see big men doing that very often so it's honestly pretty impressive so kareem retiring in like the end of the, at the end of the 80s early 90s and then you see this transition right with the lakers and, and magic and and losing to the bulls at the beginning of the 90s and, and michael jordan i think that was michael jordan's first first championship was against the lakers so it's kind of like the weird passing of the torch right the end of showtime and the beginning of this michael jordan era in the 90s and i don't know if i mean i'm, I'm sure people maybe didn't see it at the time see that passing of the torch happening but obviously looking back it's very clear and they're they're talking about in episode five kind of like when did showtime end and whatnot and and you know spoiler like magic johnson he comes back for a season in like 95 i think it was the 95 season and that's you know once he the lakers lose in the playoffs and he officially retires that's when they were saying in, in the documentary how like that was the end of showtime when really like the end of showtime i feel like was when the lakers lost to the bulls in in the early 90s but that yeah that 90s period was so interesting because for me you know like my dad was in his 20s during the 80s you know a big lakers fan so i know a good deal about the showtime era of the lakers through my dad and whatnot even though i wasn't alive and then my like formidable years with the lakers started in 2001 with the shaq and kobe era or like 2000 2001 the shaq and kobe era and that and that three-peat and whatnot so i know pretty much from 2000 to present day from my own memory but and i know showtime through my dad and then obviously through the books i've read and all the different lakers content i've consumed and whatnot but that mid like the the 90s window for the lakers is, is really interesting to me because you know there's guys on twitter that i follow and interact with that are huge nick van exel fans they love nick van exel like nick van exel on the lakers was like a vibe and people like loved it and i've never really understood it personally like i just never really understood it didn't really know much about him and what he did on the lakers and whatnot and seeing him in episode five they kind of bring in nick van exel and they're talking with Nick Van Exel and and Eddie Jones and 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 like that vibe of the Lakers and I, I kind of get it like seeing how he's like just this little point guard and he's like a fireball and he's like fiery and whatnot like I see now why people liked Nick Van Exel so much on the Lakers in the 90s now the Lakers weren't good I mean they weren't winning championships they were weren't making the playoffs for a few years or a couple of years and during that period so um it's funny because they weren't like at least comparing to how they were in the showtime era they weren't good quote unquote so it's funny that certain people like love nick van exel and stuff but i do get it you know he he was like he was one of those guys like he seemed kind of like a normal dude out there on the court and was just having fun and was a, like fiery and, and whatnot so i definitely get why people liked him so it just was interesting interesting to see during episode five just more info on why people liked him so much and liked that Lakers squad so much. So it's so interesting too, because like they, so 
in episode four, right, they talk also about Pat Riley, right? Like Pat Riley kind of towards the end of the end of the eighties and early nineties is kind of getting kind of full of himself a little bit. He's yelling at the players a ton. He he's doing all these things and he he honestly like was going so hard on the team that he kinda I think he says like he wouldn't do it differently necessarily, but he does think that what he did made the team too tired to play the Bulls in the finals. And I think Magic Johnson got hurt and some players got hurt and that wouldn't have happened if they hadn't probably or potentially wouldn't have happened if they didn't go so hard. So Pat Riley is just like hounding the guys and the guys are like, we know what we're doing. Like, you don't have to get on us like this, but that was just who Pat Riley was. And Pat Riley ends up parting ways with the team. It just, his time was done with the Lakers. And so then in the nineties, they just, the Lakers are just like a carousel of coaches, right? We have all these different coaches coming in. And I think finally, like they land on Del Harris. I mean, they land on Del Harris, but before that Magic Johnson even came in and coached for a season, he said he hated it. Like he did it, basically as a favor for Jerry Buss, but he didn't enjoy it. And after the one season was done, he was just done with it. And then he actually came, comes back and, and plays for a season with the Lakers after he had coached them, which is pretty funny. And, and Del Harris was a coach at that point. And yeah, just really interesting. It's like a really funny window for the Lakers where you have like the old guard and magic like leaving, but then coming back, but also coaching. You have like Nick Van Exel and, and Eddie Jones and and that team, like those guys, which were like the young guys at the time. And, and uh, you know, you have – they were talking about like just the height of like hip-hop and gangster rap and stuff during L.A. at the time. So you have Ice Cube being interviewed and Snoop Dogg being interviewed. It honestly is a pretty fun episode. I really enjoyed it. And I feel like I learned – I've learned the most from that episode than I have of any other of the episodes, which is kind of interesting. Only, again, like just because I was saying like I've – I've watched Winning Time. I've watched. Or I've been reading Showtime by Jeff Perlman. I obviously know a lot of stuff just from my dad, or just from different things I've consumed as a Lakers fan about about the Showtime era. But like not knowing much, too much about the Lakers in the '90s pre Kobe and pre pre Kobe and Shaq is just was like really interesting to to learn about. So I feel like that like episode five has been like the most fun episode I've watched so far between who we had being interviewed and then at the end. You know, again, this is a spoiler alert, so if you haven't watched it, um, you know, maybe skip ahead or, or whatever. But the uh, the end of episode five, they bring in, they they start introducing Kobe, and they talk about the draft um, with Kobe and, and the, the tryout that he had against Michael Cooper and, and uh, just showing, like, high school Kobe footage and whatnot and then talking about Shaq and, and the Lakers kind of risking it all to get Shaq and you know trading Vlade Divac for for Kobe in the in the draft and then also basically dropping a ton of players just so that they had enough cap space and, and money to sign Shaq and you know again high risk high reward kind of situation the Lakers lucked out we know how it ends obviously but um really cool to kind of see that and like leading that into the next episode so now I'm I'm stoked for 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 next week's episode but um it's so interesting to see the Lakers and yeah just like learning more about the team that I'm already so entrenched in just because I haven't really taken the time to learn about this this kind of no man's land era for the Lake at least for me of the Lakers and and this team that like wasn't that good like they were making the playoffs here and there 
but were losing in the, in the playoffs or, or weren't even making the playoffs, but had players that were fun and interesting. And obviously Magic is in and out and, and all these things. And so, yeah, overall, like, episode four kind of had a more somber tone between Kareem retire, like, bookending the start of, like, Kareem's retirement at the beginning and then Magic Johnson's retirement at the end. And obviously Magic Johnson's retirement being, like, a too soon situation. Like, he shouldn't have had to retire so soon, but he did. And then, but then also seeing kind of like that, that redemption of him coming back and like trying it one more time, even though like the results were not what the team wanted, not what Magic wanted, but at least him being able to come out and like end, end his career on his own terms, I think was the redemptive quality of that, of that storyline. So, and again, it's a storyline, but it also happened in real life, but just kind of cool to see that. So really fun. Well, again, both a kind of a good, like spicy and no not spicy and i don't know like a fun like sad but then fun episode followed back to back kind of kind of i you know i'd recommend watching it in that sense like we i watched episode four by itself and then episode five by itself but i could see watching them back to back they have like a nice quality of like counterbalancing each other in a way so definitely again i couldn't recommend this docuseries more for lakers fans really any 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 nba fans but especially lakers fans like this is a great documentary they're pulling out all the stops right you have the entire all of the bus family like the bus kids being interviewed you have you know every single player that's been involved like you've had cream magic michael cooper byron scott james worthy kurt rambis who else uh, nick van exel right in the 90s um We've had like Snoop Dogg, Ice Cube, um, Flea, um, who else? We've had, I mean, Shaq. Like they basically ended the documentary. Or they, we, they ended episode five with Shaq coming in to be interviewed. We had Rob Lowe being interviewed, right? Like they just are pulling out, they got huge names for this docuseries. They're, they have everyone that's, you know, available to be involved that are involved gary gary uh vidi or vidi i forget how to pronounce him the the trainer for the lakers right he's in it like they just have every single person involved and i am stoked for just how this continues on and 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 how it ultimately ends and, and just seeing like a pretty much a full spectrum from showtime to present day docuseries on the lakers it's just i can't get more I can't get enough of it. I wish there was more episodes. I, I'm I'm still mad about the episodes only coming out once a week. But yeah, again, definitely could not recommend the docuseries enough. And again, I, I'm really curious what you guys think of it. So I'm going to post, when I post this episode, I'm going to uh, kind of pull you guys and just see what you guys think of it. Football fans. The first Sunday of the NFL season is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving new customers a can't-miss offer to celebrate the return of the NFL season. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. And as an added bonus for Week 1, everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings' early win promotion. It's simple. Bet on an NFL team to win. If your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly even if your team loses. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TBPN 
to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet this Sunday. That's code TBPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, and then just moving on, talking about what's going on with the Lakers. So we've had Patrick Beverly in the Lakers facilities working out and giving press conferences and giving quotes and stuff about the Lakers. So it's been pretty funny to see. Uh, We saw a cool picture of Russell Westbrook and Patrick Beverly kind of like laughing together. I tweeted it out last night, just showing them like, you know, saying like it's good to see them getting along and and whatnot so fun to see Patrick Beverly with the squad and what and and everything and and there was a quote I think yesterday in a press conference where someone was asking him you know if he's excited to be playing with LeBron and Anthony Davis or or something along those lines I I forget exactly what the question was but his answer was funny where he was like LeBron and Anthony Davis are playing with me I'm the one that made the playoffs last season. They didn't, which I <laughs> like that vibe from Patrick Beverly. I actually really do appreciate a lot, which is hilarious. I am really looking forward to that side of Patrick Beverly on the Lakers. Now, Patrick Beverly, him being dirty, him playing dirty. I, I don't want that. You know, we don't need that with the Lakers, but if he's playing hard nosed, good defense for the Lakers, then. I'm here for it. He's a funny guy, so I'm here for that. Some, you know, kind of controversial news, which, again, depends on what you think about contra- what's controversial or not, but the NBA 2K23 ratings came out yesterday, and Patrick Beverly was rated a 79, and Russell Westbrook was rated a 78, which I think is hilarious. Um, and I don't really know what to think of that. Like, in one sense, should Russell Westbrook be high 80s? Maybe. Patrick Beverly, I feel like him at like 79 makes sense to me. I haven't really played with Patrick Beverly in 2K very much, so I don't really know. Honestly, I haven't really watched Patrick Beverly that much. Like I've seen him in the playoffs and stuff, and I've seen him in big games when he was on the Clippers against the Lakers and stuff, but I, I haven't really paid too much attention to his actual game, like his offensive game and stuff. But he's a good defender, and I feel I just the vibe of 79 of a 79 rating makes sense. For, for Patrick Beverly, for, for Russ, it's like, I feel like he should be higher. I feel like he should be like an 82 or an 80, 81. But I don't really know why, you know? Like, because he sucked last year. Like, he's hit, he's shooting shots off the backboard. If you're shooting shots off the backboard, off the side of the backboard, off the top of the, back, off the, top of the backboard, then you should not be in, in the 80s for an NBA 2K22 rating. So, don't really know... You know, I just think it's funny. Like, I'm curious what you guys think. Like, where where should Russell where should Russell Westbrook land in terms of 2K rating? But I just thought it was funny. Like, just adding fuel to the fire of of rating Patrick Beverly higher than Russell Westbrook after like the whole you know trash talking and rival rivalry they've had in the past. So, just thought that was funny. But um, still, kind of some some crickets in terms of the Lakers and the front office since they made the trade for Patrick Beverly I think once that happened people were people were thinking like oh this is it we're finally getting getting the ball rolling trading for for Patrick Beverly is confirming that the Lakers are gonna get Buddy Heald and Miles Turner or whatever from the Pacers and it's it's just a matter of time 
But since the trade for Patrick Beverly, things have been pretty quiet in terms of the Lakers front office and trading for people and whatnot. So I'm not really sure what's going to happen. Like, will the Lakers be able to trade for, you know, it sounds like maybe Miles Turner, they're going to, the Pacers are going to let Miles Turner go to free agency, which doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Like, right, like you could get some draft picks from the Lakers for him. And as opposed to just letting him walk. So I don't, I don't really know the thought process there, obviously, but it'll be interesting. It's interesting to see the Lakers and, and how they're going to shape out this roster, because I think you add Buddy Heald, Miles Turner to the roster and it makes them, it makes them a contender, but you don't, you leave the roster as is. And like, I think the Lakers should be a playoff team, but are they really a a finals contender with this team right now I don't know it's hard it's really hard to say but the Lakers still do need to make some sort of move in my opinion I just don't know what is really even on the table anymore like it hasn't been totally clear what the conversations and the negotiations have been like for like with the Pacers for Miles Turner and Buddy Hill and everything it sounds like they they're asking for way too much from the Lakers for that and they're just kind of at a standstill hopefully they can make something work hopefully i i have to do some sort of emergency pod to announce some some big trade or some something the lakers are doing because we do need the lakers do need to do something else they need to bring someone else in i, I that's just how i feel but i just don't know it sounds like the Kyrie deal is kind of dead kevin durant's deciding to stay in in brooklyn so it sounds like Kyrie's staying there staying put um yeah I don't know it's kind of like again it's a whole lot of nothing at this point like we had the Patrick Beverly thing which is at least could be exciting I don't know if it fully is exciting or not but it could be be exciting for sure and then we had this hope for Miles Turner and and Buddy Heald from the Pacers and and there's nothing so far so you know maybe maybe Rob Palenka and, and Jeannie Buss are working up some magic no pun intended but We'll see. We'll see what we'll see what happens. I mean, there's not really much to report on right now. Things are quiet, and you know, I'm curious what what you all what your preferred move for the Lakers would be. At least something that's realistic, right? Like maybe the Kyrie thing isn't realistic anymore. Even that's even though that's what you thought would be the best thing. Um, do you still think Miles Turner and Buddy Heald? Do you think a trade for them is realistic still, or do you think that's that's dead in the water now too? And the Lakers have to figure out uh, a third option because. At this point, like if if we're moving to a third option, I don't I don't really I don't know. Again, Lakers could still be a, a playoff team, but without without adding a few more pieces, I don't I don't know if they're finals contenders. I mean, whenever you have whenever you have LeBron and Anthony Davis on the same squad, if they're healthy, playing at their best, the Lakers should be finals contenders. So we'll we'll see what happens. I mean, I Anthony Davis sounds like he's putting in, putting in a lot of work and whatnot, and I think he should be. I I feel good about him this season. I don't know why. I just feel like, from what I've heard, he is going to come out. He he's fired up, and the Lakers are going to make a push with a healthy Anthony Davis, and then Darvin Ham, for you know the the new head coach for the Lakers, he's feeling, he's feeling confident with what he's got working with Russell Westbrook and Patrick Beverly, and he's big on the defense, which I love. I love that he's big on the defense and that. I mean, we've talked about it before, but, like, that's just something the Lakers were lacking so much last season. If the Lakers can play good defense, I feel pretty good about the team for the most part. Again, minus some pieces missing here and there. But 
if Le- or if uh, the Lakers can play defense, if Russell Westbrook can step up and like pay attention and just play good defense alongside Patrick Beverly and LeBron and Anthony Davis, then defensively I feel great. Offensively, when it comes to spacing the floor and having good shooters and stuff, I still don't feel great with with Russell Westbrook and on the floor. But and that's why Buddy Hield will be huge. You know, he could help really space the floor. Even Miles Turner can help space the floor alongside Anthony Davis. So we shall see what will happen. I'm I'm feeling hopeful with this season. I mean, that's how it is every season, right? You want to feel hopeful. I'm feeling optimistic, cautiously optimistic, but optimistic. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Lakers Carpool. If you enjoyed the episode, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts and share it on social media with your friends. You can find the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or most places where you listen to podcasts. Again, thank you so much for listening, and go Lakers! Mm